You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source. When it comes to the Atlanta Braves, is part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Wednesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So we're getting ever closer to the start of next week when pitchers and catchers will report. Obviously, leading up to that, there is a bit of excitement as tomorrow, today's Wednesday, tomorrow, the official rosters for all 20 teams, all 20 nations that will be represented in the World Baseball Classic will be announced tomorrow afternoon. Now, a lot of it in dealing with the Braves, for instance, it was announced on Tuesday that, or when, yeah, Tuesday that uh, Joe Jimenez, you know, the newly acquired Braves reliever, he would not be pitching for the Puerto Rican World Baseball Classic team. So it doesn't appear to be that there's going to be too much involvement from Braves on World Baseball Classic rosters. But it will, will we will see if perhaps there are a surprise or two once the World Baseball Classic rosters are announced. But this, in terms of baseball in general, that certainly is going to be one of the headlines going into spring training. But for the Braves themselves, it truly is going to be several narratives that are going to be um, you know, presented. One of the biggest narratives that's going to be out there is that, yes, the Braves did make some significant moves in the offseason, bringing in Sean Murphy, trading away. William Contreras, um, you know, watching Dansby Swanson go to Chicago. They bolstered their bullpen. As I mentioned before, the most significant moves that the Braves made was adding two areas that they were already strong in when it came to the catching position as well as the bullpen. Because, of course, the reason why the Braves did that and they didn't go and make major moves at the left field or shortstop or DH positions is because the Braves are really banking on some internal improvement from players who, due to injuries or ineffectiveness, they're hoping to bounce back in 2023. Mike Soroka, Ian Anderson on the mound, Ronald Acuna Jr., Ozzy Albies in the field. It makes sense that the Braves wanted to first see what they had in those players that they know could offer significant value. They're just hoping could bounce back in 2023. But it's not just about those players that will bounce back in 2023 that the Braves are banking on. It's also about the players from 2023 that the Braves feel strongly will be able to sustain their level of production, but that the Braves will be able to feature over a full season. And I'm talking in particular about Spencer Strider and Michael Harris II, two players who finished first, Michael Harris II, 
and second, Spencer Strider in the Rookie of the Year voting last year. And make no mistake, it's no coincidence that when Spencer Strider went into the starting rotation, and when Michael Harris II became the the came up to the majors as the full uh, full time outfielder for the Braves, those were two big factors why the Braves were able to take off from June uh, from the start of June last year through the end of the year and catch the Mets. It was because of the contributions of both of those players. So the so the ability for both Spencer Strider and Michael Harris II to be able to, to sustain their success from last year is going to be a huge story to watch going into 2023. And Fangraphs seems to think that that's a, a pretty good bet. It has Michael Harris the uh, second projected to be worth 4.1 FR, the fifth highest amount of a, you know, a, a player who's considered to be a center fielder in baseball. Spencer Strider is expected to be about 3 FR next year. But the fun aspect of it, of, of it beyond their contributions on the field as a Braves fan is that the continuing build of the brands of Spencer Strider and Michael Harris II. And that's what we've seen recently when it comes to this young core. Listen, in Braves country, we know how special these talents are. But we've also seen that, especially in the case of Ronald Acuna Jr., to some extent Ozzie Albies, we've seen that they have really been able to build their brands due to their style of plays, due to their engaging personalities, what have you. They have really been able to build their brands. Well, Spencer Strider and Michael Harris II, to me, have some of the most exciting potential out there when it comes to young ball players and building their brands. A big part of it is their style of plays with Michael Harris II, his defense, his speed, his power, he, he, he true five-tool talent. It's a, a very exciting game to watch. He can make a lot of things happen on the field. Also, in a very engaging social media personality, he just seems to be a good gentleman overall. Seems to be very, very approachable. So with Michael Harris II, there's definitely an aspect about him of where you can continue to see him build his brand. And then, of course, there's Spencer Strider. And Strider, in particular, is someone who could really emerge as one of the most it factor pitchers in the game of baseball. When you look at the biggest brands right now in baseball, a lot of it is the veterans, right? Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, Jacob deGrom. A lot of your biggest brands when it comes to pitchers, Shohei Otani obviously, are older pitchers who have obviously had success in the majors for quite a while. And with good reason is why they're some of the biggest brands in baseball. But with Spencer Strider, there there's an it factor because he gets it. He embraces the chance to talk with the media. He embraces the chance to let his words speak along with his actions on the field. You know, last year we heard him talk about the Mets in that August series where it really seemed like the Mets were going to win the NL East. Spencer Strider spoke to the fact that the Mets may be getting a bit lucky, and that wound up being true. That wound up having Having some logic to it as the Braves caught up with the Mets, but then of course Strider, obviously with you know the the the, the campaigns and you know the, the the stash you know phenomenon that was there last year, as he was really really um, in, establishing himself as one of the best pitchers in baseball. That is something that stood out. Spencer Strider gets it. 
He knows, obviously, that he has a talent on the field. Changing his number to 99 because of his, you know, uh, 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 joy of watching, you know, the movie Major League and his joy of the character Rick Vaughn. Spencer Strider, there is definitely a lot of likable and marketable aspects about who he is. Now, that goes along with the fact that he is a pitcher who has established himself as potentially being a, a source of historic strikeout record. So the reason, a big reason why Spencer Strider could be one of the biggest up-and-coming brands in terms of pitchers in Major League Baseball is because, of course, he contains the one skill that right now is the most exciting in the game for a pitcher, and that's high strikeout rates. But there's also the aspect of things that at a young at young ages, both Michael Harris II and Spencer Strider, they both get it. They portray themselves as very likable, uh, you know, good personalities that are fun to interact with, and their style of plays are exciting as well, and they're also highly productive. So while what matters most to Braves fans is going to be what Michael Harris II and Spencer Strider do on the baseball field, it's going to be really exciting to see both of those players build off what they did last year, not just in terms of how they can contribute on the field and help the Braves win, but also the aspect of they really could start to emerge as two of the bigger brands in baseball when it comes to Michael Harris as a center fielder, and in particular, Spencer Strider on the mound. Like, when you think about the pitcher in baseball, that could be the next cover guy for MLB The Show or could be really marketable in national campaigns or, or local campaigns, it's Spencer Strider. He has that type of personality. So it's going to be a lot of fun to where if both Harris II and Strider can maintain their success in 2023 that they had in 2022, it's not only going to be exciting to see what they can do on the field, but it's going to be a lot of fun to witness the the evolve the evolution of two of what could be the best young brands in baseball and the fact that they're both teammates that are going to be in Atlanta for years to come it's going to be a lot of exciting to see to see how they're going to contribute on the field but how fun it's going to be to see their brands build off of it so when we talk about the fact that with Spencer Strider and Michael Harris the second the Braves have two young players coming off historic rookie seasons that they're hoping will obviously continue to, you know, really entrench themselves for Strider is one of the best starting pitchers in the game, for Michael Harris II is one of the best young outfielders in the game. You add those talents, you add that type of production, you add those brands to what the Braves already have with Ronald Acuna Jr., Max Freed, and others, you've got obviously the foundation that will continue to make the Braves one of the most must-see teams in baseball and one of the most successful teams in baseball. The Athletic recently ran a fun uh, rankings uh, system looking at which franchises have truly been the most successful in the wild card era. And the Braves actually, and this was since 1995, obviously when the, the first time after the 1994 strike, that baseball changed its playoff system. We're now in a new era of playoffs from last year where six teams make it from each league in the postseason. But this rankings was looking at when the wild card era truly started in Major League Baseball. And the thing that stands out is that with the Braves, it has been the fact that they have been 
the second most successful franchise in terms of you know actual success on the field for nearly 30 years in Major League Baseball. Consider this. If it's 2023 now, and you were an individual who was born in 1990, or you were an individual who was born in 1995, the Braves have far more often been in the postseason than they have not been over that time frame. Since 1991, which is a span now of of 31 seasons, the Braves have been in the National League playoffs, or have at least made the National League playoffs, 22 times out of the past 31 seasons. They won the National League pennant six times, so they've been to six World Series in that time frame as well, winning two. That's how successful this franchise has been. It's become the expectation as a Braves fan that you're not going to go too long without making the playoffs. And now, you know, the Braves obviously had the 14 straight um, playoff appearances between 1991 and 2005. They had a pretty good stretch, you know, at the at the turn of the of the two th- of the first 10 years of the 2000s into the 2010s. They had a bit of a lull for 3 to 4 years, um, you know, over the past, you know, at different times over the past 20 years, but now they're back to consistently making the playoffs. Now five straight division titles, they've won a World Series. The Braves are clearly set up to continue that from years to come. But the point that I'm getting at is from this rankings is system is that when you look at the fact, it, it, it obviously much has been made about the Braves' 14 straight um, division titles, obviously only one World Series, that the Braves' lack of success in the postseason stands out about that stretch, maybe even more so than just how awesome of a stretch it was to be that successful for that long. But we're starting to move into a fourth decade of an era in which the Braves are just consistently there as being a postseason contender and potential championship contender as well. 22 times in 31 seasons, and now they have a young core that just had the best regular season a Braves team has had in nearly two decades. So if you're a Braves fan, you're kind of spoiled. You obviously would love some more titles. But the expectation, the true expectation is going into each and every season, the Braves are going to make the playoffs because they've been able to do it with different versions of the franchise on many separate occasions over the past three-plus decades. Now, obviously, a big part of that is the success of the front office. It's the continuity that is there with the coaching staff. Alex Anthopoulos, you know, putting so much emphasis on maintaining a young core that is developed, in many cases, better than people had expected. Brian Snooker being the success story that he's been at the manager's position, he being him being in place now for at least three more years. The continuity that's there at the top has certainly been why the Braves have been able to sustain the success that they've had. But the other big part of it is this, is the player development. And it's not just about the instant success stories that you see with a Spencer Strider or with a Michael Harris II. It's not just about the 
unexpected rise of a superstar like you saw Ronald Acuna Jr. You know, when Ronald Acuna Jr. sided with the Braves, I don't think anybody thought that he would become the type of talent that he obviously is. But it's also the Braves sticking with talents that may not necessarily have that level of instant success. Think about it when it comes to a Kyle Wright. There were a few years there where it looked like Wright may never figure it out. And and the Braves, you know, it seemed like that it made sense. It seemed like 2022, it would make sense for the Braves to move on if Kyle Wright couldn't find some success. But they but he did. And they stuck with him and he developed. Austin Riley who had some instant success coming up in 2019. He struggled in 2020 and in very early 2021, but the Braves stuck with him and he figured it out, and now he's one of the best hitters in the game of baseball. The point that I'm getting at is, is that the Braves have been able to sustain success for as long as they have because they know how to develop talent. Not just in terms of find, of of developing unexpected sources to play at elite levels like a Strider or a Michael Harris to second, developing superstars to the level of a Ronald Acuna Jr. and now an Austin Riley, but also as I've talked about on many occasions, the ability for that continuity in the coaching staff to when new talents come into the system, especially offensively, the Braves can make the most of their production to create the supporting cast that can be there to add depth to what the stars can already provide. So when it comes to the you know the rankings of, of you know over the past 30 years, when you really look at Major League Baseball and when you really look at sports in general, the Braves are continuing to extend an era that is just so rare to see. Again, 22 times. In the past 31 years, the Braves have been in the playoffs. We're hoping that maybe over the next five to seven years, there's a few more championship wins that really will drive home just how special of an era this is for the Braves. But it's also fun to realize the reason why they're having this success. Continuity at the top, a very smart and well-organized, well-ran organization, and player development. That's what really has stood out about, and it's not just about the stars that they developed. It's about the supporting pieces as well that allow for the Braves to continue to win at such a successful rate. So a lot of fun. And again, I know that building brands and maintaining brands and all that is, 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 should come second to what you know is going on on the field, to production on the field. And at the end of the day, the biggest way for a brand to be built is for either the player or the team to remain producing at an elite level. That's what matters the most. But it's still going to be a lot of fun. The addition of Spencer Strider and Michael Harris II, their personalities, their style of play, you know, for a full season, it's going to be a lot of fun to see how they continue to develop and also to see how they can continue to build their brands to where really the Braves could have, you know, several players who are among the most marketable, among the most well-known in the sport. I really do think a year from now, if Spencer Strider has the type of year in 2023 that he had in 2022, you're going to see him being spoke of as one of the most exciting, enticing pitchers 
in Major League Baseball. Not just for his age, but in the whole game itself. He pitched to that level for three and a half months last year. So when we're watching the Braves, when we're hoping, you know, that they're able to put another product on the field in 2023 that really could have a shot at the World Series title, the other thing about it is, is just really having fun watching this team. I know that that's easy to do. I know I'm stating the obvious. But what we're seeing is the continuation of truly one of the most special stretches of success in sports history that's now going into its fourth decade. And the fact is, is that we've got a young core that can keep it going for years to come with some really, really fun players and styles of play that not only make the Braves' success, you know, obviously fun within its own right, but the way that it's going about being done fun as well. Thanks for enjoying this edition of the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. You can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast all at BatteryPower.com as well as at Battery Power SBN across all forms of social media. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Until next time, we'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. Mm-hmm.